maybe you believe, you know, some people believe there's an afterlife, whatever. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Whatever it your doesn't memories make any are, difference. They, whether you if go I, on if to I just else go off not. in the ether, I think it's safe. This is the safe bet. The safe bet is to believe that the day I die, it's all gone. It's it's a hard drive wiped clear. Well, that's part of why we write. Yeah. Because you're putting that shit down. That's why there. you keep the stuff in the box. And, and ultimately, whatever I write, if it's discovered and I suddenly become Henry mm-hmm. Darger of, <laughs> of the fucking internet, far out. But, you know, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm finding that as funny <laughs> as I am. That's just the, you know. This is Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. Apecast is a production of literateape.com, and the apes would like to advise you that inappropriate language and themes may follow. If you are easily triggered, best to go listen to a public radio podcast. I wish that I could overcome the fear of not being able to provide for my family. And that's Okay, because we talked a little bit about this. The reason the question comes up is this is something for Thanksgiving. My mother-in-law got one of those card sets and was like asking questions. And it was like, and that was one of the questions. And and I'm, I mean, I'm really not being like some machismo asswipe. Yeah. I can't think of it because there is a difference between anxiety mm-hmm. and fear. I mean, fear is a crippling thing. Fear forces you to make terrible choices. Fear is, you know, fight or flight. And I can't, honest to Christ, think of anything I'm actually in fear of. So that, you know, and it's not that it bothers me. I mean, part of me is like, yeah, I'm the man with no fear. And I can see. Yeah. But, you know, and so it really put me in my head. It's like, what really am I afraid of? And and, and the, the difference between, because I think when you say you're afraid of not being able to provide for family, that sounds to me more like an anxiety than an actual fear. Because the thing is, you know, as long as you've got legs and arms and you're breathing, you're going to find a way to provide a living for them. It's just an anxiety that you won't make enough mm-hmm. or you won't live up to the expectations. And I think the part of what's worked into that fear slash anxiety is how I provide that. You know, because, yeah, I could, I could quit it all and I could go and get a plumber's license and, you know, do that and not have to worry about money. You really you know. couldn't at this point. You don't think so? Not at this point. Why do you say that? I mean, you could get. I mean, you could you could learn how to plumb. I'm good at plumbing. I know how to plumb. But you're not getting in the fucking plumbers union. You don't think so? Not in Chicago. You're not. Well, then I don't live in Chicago. I mean, I can move then. Like, if there's not opportunity here, then I'm I just go saying, somewhere else. You know, I mean, if you want to be a handyman, a la Cat Stevens, living on a fucking beach and fixing <laughs> boats, far out. Yeah. See, that's. But yeah. uh, but no, I mean, there's unions for that shit. And getting into a union, you can't be like the middle aged man who said, you know what. I just Let me think give this a go. Yeah. I have a passion for plumbing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's possible, but it's pretty with my, with my slim. soft hands and yeah, my clean yeah, fingernails. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty slim that somebody's yeah. like it's like. Well, it's, but the point is that I could right. I would find something to something do to bring to do. in money yeah. and you know and of course provide. As you like, well, you can work I at Seven Eleven. That's yeah. what you did. Right. They're or plumbing. Starbucks or whatever. There's no yeah. unions for Seven Eleven, so right. it's like yeah, right. yeah, barista. So I think that part of that that fear and anxiety is you know, can I do it? The way that I want, as as a writer, as you know, as literate ape, whatever that yeah. creative part of it is, 
I mean, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to totally change. I'd have to quit. I'd have to give this up and go and work at 7-Eleven. And I guess I could still write on my days off and... But that's not what I want. So well, that, okay. So, so this is well, it becomes, it's a fear. It's, the difference it's, it's we, an anxiety. The anxiety not a fear. is what you, what what is best for you versus what is best for your family. Yeah. You know, and and finding that sort of, you know, but I don't know if that I don't know if that's like a debilitating fear. Is it? Is it a fear or is it just sort of like, sort of like, God damn, I don't want to let anybody down, kind of thing, and I don't want to, sort of, give my life away toward the pursuit of money for the sake of making money. Right. You know, I mean, this has been my that's, issue. Yeah, that's a big part of it, too. This, this has been my issue uh, ever since I left WBEZ is sort of that that question is, because I don't really have a fear. I don't. I, I don't. But it's interesting watching so many people in the world and in my own realm, you know, sort of circle of influence that are willing to give up and, I, and it's a trade. It's a good mm-hmm. trade. Sometimes it's a very good trade. But to give up, like, here is X numbers of my day. Mm-hmm. I have 24 hours in a day. That's the one thing we have, literally, until the end of time. The only thing we have to give is our time and energy. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm going to give. Let's just say let's be generous because we know if you're working an office job that at least half the time you're looking at Facebook and porn. We know it. Right. You're dicking around because they're not watching and why the yeah. fuck. But we're playing a video game. But anyway, let's say between six to eight hours of every single day is being devoted to trading your life, your time, your energy, your attention for money to pay somebody else mm-hmm. money so that you have food and health care and shelter and just like sort of the, the things you need to survive. Yeah. <clears throat> what what are we giving up what I mean is it worth it because I, I I really think about I think about that concept it's like you know I remember I mean I'm leaving Chicago I'm looking at my 30 years I've been here 30 fucking years I have lived in Chicago mm-hmm. for the bulk of my adult life yeah and thinking about not in a nostalgic way but thinking about what out of those 30 years what are the moments that mattered that actually mattered yeah and in in sort of the dwelling and thinking because I'm writing you know what will probably end up being either an epic piece or a very very short piece that I got bored with but it will be a piece for literary that's sort of like my farewell to Chicago yeah um and I can't think of a single one that has anything to do with making money. Now, I mean, out of 30 years, yeah. looking at this city, looking at my time here, looking at what I've accomplished, what I haven't accomplished, my failures, my successes, all that shit. Almost, not not even almost, not one of these things that I look back at 30 years in Chicago and go, that was important. That's worth remembering. That's worth writing down mm-hmm. for posterity. That is an interesting thing or whatever. Has anything to do with making money to pay rent? Would WBZ be something that you would write down? Oh, yeah. There's stuff at WBZ. But you took that job I, to make money. Yeah, well, I mean, yes. That's, that, that, is, that is fair enough. These were things that they were jobs. I mean, you know, I, I, there are things as a teacher. I mean, I was teaching. They paid me to do it. Yeah. Um, I was an off-loop theater producer. 
didn't make any money I was doing say, that. that had didn't make a to do with fucking money, yeah. dime, but that was what I did for a living for about a decade. Yeah. You know, um, there were a couple of jobs that I did that were like, I mean, I worked at a tobacco shop for minimum wage, mm-hmm. um, and my fucking boss was half my age and was stupid. Yeah. So, but I didn't care because it was it was the gig, but none of the things that I remember that I find value in that I re- that I value remembering mm-hmm. had anything to do with the job itself. You know, it's like when I think about WBEZ, the things that the moments that stick out. And it's not like I just remember parties. Yeah. But the moments that stick out. Yes, it's job well done. But it wasn't about the money I got paid for it. These are things I would have done that I was happy to have the opportunity to do. And probably, I mean, probably would have done regardless of the money. The money does. It's not it's not like I go, God damn it. I love it. That very first winter block party for Chicago hip hop arts. Mm hmm. And I made this much money. That that event paid. Yeah. No, that's not that's not what's important to me. So I'm curious, as I, you I talk about that being your anxiety, that's your fear. Um, is it a real fear? Do you really fear that you're not going to be able to support your family doing what you love? Well, if we stack that up against this other fear, yeah, that's that I heavy have. shit. Yeah. And we just let's say no. That's not a fear. It's an anxiety. Okay, David, deal with it. Move on. Is there? And I'm thinking like, would what would another fear be? Because I could, yeah, easily say, well, no, that's it. I don't have any other fears. But do you fear death? I don't. Yeah. Well. Yes, but not necessarily mine. I fear my death, but I think that's more an anxiety thing because I don't want to die before I'm. I've done before I'm done. Before you finish, right? and whatever, I think that's yeah, an anxiety. That's like a basic and, yeah, human anxiety yeah, yeah. thing, whatever. But I have a fear, and again, maybe this is an anxiety. Yeah, that's that's personal that, enough. That um, that Harry will die while I'm still alive. Okay. Um, and even more so, I'm afraid that he'll die as a child. Okay. Um, I'm afraid of that because. Now, do you really fear it, or is it just something that, like like something that just weighs on you? Because I again, there's I think you know it's sort of like love or friendship or heroism. All these words we like to toss around so 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 lackadaisically. Yeah. That they, these are big words, and we've minimized them. We've opened them up and included. I mean, I read just the other day. I read uh, uh, it was like last week. I read uh, a woman that Louis C.K. jumped up to do a set, and she heckled him. Mm-hmm. Said, "Pull your dick out." You know, and the AV Club writer <laughs> called her a hero for doing it. It's like, oh, fuck are off. we really using the word hero to describe some I a mean, heckler? It's funny. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that. I it's, mean, yeah. Whatever you think about Louis C.K., that's actually a very funny heckle because yeah. of the moment. But there is no heckler but that is a hero. But that's what I'm You're saying. A fucking heckler. So we've kind of taken that word and just watered it down to. Oh, that nothing. word's been watered down for years. So I, I yeah. think the same thing is for fear. Fear maybe. Yeah. Has to be it has to be bigger than sort of just this. It's sort of like discomfort or offense. We've 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 watered down so many of these big words that almost anything happens, and you know anything can be yeah. fear. And it's like there's I think there's got to be a difference between a, a genuine fear and you know something that will make you that you are so afraid of it will change the course of how you behave. Versus okay. an anxiety, which kind of guides your behavior, yeah. but is it like boom? I don't know. So I think that this is probably a fear. The okay. Fear that 
Harry will die as a kid, um, or before me, and that Katie will die young. Okay. Like, you know, your wife's going to die. Your partner's yeah. going to right? Like, unless, you, unless die. you're, um, what's some faces in the So you're, more, worried, you're more afraid of her dying than getting a divorce. Because you understand the likelihood, and I'm just speaking yes, from I think experience. That the, 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 the likelihood is the that a divorce is far more likely than her, you being a widower. I, I maybe. I'm just saying. I don't it's know. Just, uh, I those mean, are the statistics. I'm just. Uh, I'm, sure, not, I'm not saying speaking, that you're yeah. going to get divorced. Yeah. I'm simply saying that there are far more divorced men than there are widowers. Well, but I think that the divorce concern would be an anxiety because that I can manage better. Okay, that's fair. I can't control if she gets. I can knock wood. Um, if she gets breast cancer. So it's a fear of disease. Yeah. You know. So her. Katie had an older sister. Um, at three years old, they found a tumor. Okay. Uh, it was non-cancerous, but she wasn't meant to live long. She lived to be 19, and she died at 19. Okay. And to think, like, losing a child, that's awful, right? Mm-hmm. And now that I have a kid, it's like, not that I didn't get it before. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and you know, suddenly I got the kid, and it went, whoa! And I don't mean to sound like, you know, like some asshole parent who's like, well, now that I have a child, I understand what that could... No, I'm not <laughs> saying that, but it is, there is a weird thing. It's like, oh, I can... T- if I, because I can picture, because I'm creative that way, mm-hmm. I can picture my eight-month-old son in a cancer, in a pediatric cancer ward. I can picture that, and that's it's not so broad and in general now. It's very yeah. specific that that idea. So knowing that it's in his genes, <laughs> it's it's a family tradition. Yeah, for little kids to get sick, um, that's a fear. Uh, yeah, and I can't control that. And this well, is a fear. And do I didn't the, do the Irish Catholic, Catholic thing and have like six more kids, and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, then I, you yeah, lose just, one and, gives and a I shit. can always make another one. Shit. Exactly. That's I what just I'm want to waste his name. I like his name. It's a, Prince Harry is a good name. You know, but you I know think I'm that, never going to call him Harry. That's fine. You know, it's always going to be Prince Harry. Yeah. Okay. And if he marries a chick or a dude that is as hot as Meghan Markle, right on. Rocket. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. But yeah. So, I think that that is a fear more than an anxiety <laughs> because it did guide my life. Because I put off being married mm-hmm. and starting a family for as long as I possibly could. Because you were because afraid I they did, would die. Because I was afraid of, of the loss. Of the loss. Okay. All right. That's, see, and, that's, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. That's almost an Alvy Singer, you know, Woody it's, Allen it very kind of fear. Is, but yeah. it's, but it's, but it, but it makes complete sense. I mean, I wrote a column about this for Chicago Health Magazine that the first time that I heard Harry's heartbeat in the doctor's office, mm-hmm. I went, oh, this is the first time anybody's hearing his heartbeat. That's that's big. At some point, someone will hear the last time his heart beats. Like when I heard my grandfather, I was yeah. there and I heard. That's where my brain went. So it's, it's interesting, and, I'm, and I <laughs> hate know? to deviate, but and I and I'm certainly tr- not in any way trying to minimize your love for your son or, or the yeah, importance whatever. of your son. But with seven billion plus people in the world, his first heartbeat and his last heartbeat is amazingly common. It's not Absolutely, unique yeah. or interesting or big just, deal at all. Just that it's that's a big where my deal brain to you. Went. Yeah, it's a big deal to you. It's I didn't in the microcosm. To, yeah. Here's his first heartbeat and he's what will his yeah. life bring him? It went to here's his first heartbeat. Someday he's going to have his last heartbeat. That was it. Okay. Right, I don't even yeah, I, yeah. I just I made I was going to so make a life sandwich and it's yeah. just two pieces of fucking bread. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I didn't even toast them. That's what we do. We have those two pieces of bread. We have a first heartbeat, we have a last heartbeat. They're going to happen. You can't control it. Right. Um you can and try I think that to. That's it. It's it's the control thing cuz yeah, as though I might struggle sometimes to control the things I can, like those anxieties, mm-hmm. right? Um 
there are things that we cannot control. And there are days when I go, fuck it, what can you do? Yeah. But then a lot of times it's like, fuck it, what am I going to do? You know, Dana and I talked about this not too long ago. It's just like, uh, it's, it's the idea that, and I, and I only get this, quite frankly, I only get sort of this change of perspective because you get boiled down into a rut mm -hmm. of your world, of your, yeah. of your routine. You get yeah. in your routine. You get blinders. routine is, yeah. you know, you and I, it's like we're hustling for money. We're hustling for the gig. We're trying to get people to pay us the money they say they're going to pay us, this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know the, the, the hustle. That's 30% of the job. Yes, it is. Um, Sometimes 50% of the job. I would agree with that as well. <laughs> um, but you get into that mode and you forget how kind of ultimately silly it is to sort of fight for, work for, spend most of your day for some sort of sense of security and stability in a world that only guarantees two things, chaos and loss. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the world. Yeah. We're all just building balsa wood homes on Miami Miami Beach <laughs> and being freaked out when it gets blown down. Yeah. yeah. And when you have that perspective, the question becomes, you know, I mean, when, when you kind of see the futility of it all, because the fact is, your son, you are going to die. I am going to die. Yeah. Harry's going to die. Katie, Dana, we're all going to die. Yeah. And, you know, death, Do okay, would it be great if we died in our sleep? It's still shitty. Right. You know, do I get hit by a bus? At least it's more grand. Do I jump off a cliff? Especially you know? if you get hit by the grand bus. Yeah, that, then While it's you're way grand. Town, that's yeah. brilliant. Why not, why not, why not, but that's the thing is it's very common and, and, and that's the thing that's the only thing we're guaranteed is chaos and yeah. loss. Those are the two things we get with being born, mm -hmm. thank you God, or whatever. These are the two things I know for a fact I'm going to get. Yeah. And you can do one of two things with that information. You can, well, actually I would say no, you can do more than one or two things with that information. But if you accept it, you can deny that it exists. You could go, no. I am here for a reason. I have a purpose. Mm -hmm. A la the jerk. I have a special I purpose. I know. You know? <laughs> it's like, I have a reason for being here, and my reason is this thing, and I'm going to accomplish this much in the way that you say, and your I don't want to. making Bernadette Peters come. Exactly. Right and, on. And, and play it, do a duet yeah. with the trumpet and all that. But, you know, but sort of like the, the concept that you, you fear on some level that you will die before you're done, like that matters. Like, it matters what you do on a world in a planet with 7.5 billion people, with all of this noise, with all of this shit going on. What you do, like, it's going to matter enough that it matters. So that's one. It's like delude yourself into believing your own self-importance and yeah. your own, the movie that is your life. Yeah. Okay, that's one choice. Choice number two is... Recognize the coming apocalypse. Recognize the futility of all the shit we do. Recognize the futility of you and I sitting and recording a podcast that eight people listen to yeah. that ultimately when the infrastructure dies and there's no more electricity, nobody will be able to listen to it ever again. It'll be gone. But they can read our books. Or not, because maybe reading becomes, you know, if we get to that point, maybe they don't read anymore. Maybe and we might just, be on our way there. Well, people are still buying books. So yeah, they're, they're okay, still buying but books. It's, so, it's I mean, a fine line. So yeah. once you recognize sort of the futility of it, then you then again, you have another, here's like the tier of choices. You have another two choices. You can be cynical and say, 
it's all you're nihilistic. I was gonna say it's it, you're it's bordering on, on nihilism here. Well, so that's the thing is you could those are the two choices you can say. <laughs> it's making me think of again going back to Woody Allen. The, and he always says, "Well, the universe is expanding." So what does that mean? Well, one day it's going to expand and we're all going to die. And his mother says, what business is that of yours? Like, yes, <laughs> exactly. You know, that's the denial of it. That's the denial of it. Do but, your fucking homework. But in recognizing, you know, in recognizing how pointless all this is, I do believe you have two choices. And choice number one is to embrace the pessimism. To say, you know, if it's, if, if it's all going to end anyway, what's the point of doing any of it? And there are people yeah. that do that. I, I do that. I bounce back and forth yeah. between that. Well, so that's yeah. things I don't because I am aggressively on the other side of it. Yeah. Which is, this is, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to quote, or I'm going to actually, I'm going to misquote and paraphrase. Um, one of my favorite Brian De Palma movies, <laughs> God. which no one liked. Okay. I was, I was thinking you were going to go with one, but okay. Yeah. Casualties of War. Okay. Do you yeah. recall the movie? Yep. Sean Penn. Yep. Uh, Michael J. Fox. And at one point, Michael J. Fox, because basically the movie is about it's Vietnam, mm-hmm. Sean Penn, they rape, they end up, because it doesn't matter, yep. they rape this Viet Cong woman mm-hmm. and kill her. And Michael J. Fox is so, I mean, he's just flooded and just dripping with guilt. He doesn't know how to handle this. He wants to turn him in. And, he, and at one point he says... His buddy says, nobody's looking. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And he says, maybe that's, I, I, again, I can't think of the good friend, but the, yeah. the ultimate is like, at this moment in time, when what we do seems least important, isn't that the moment when what we do is the most important thing? It's like, like the idea that, that when we when we get to that nihilistic point, when we realize that our activity is really futile, that literally in the span of time we last for a blip, yeah. and that our contribution to the world—I mean, even America is so fucking young. Who gives a fuck if yeah. America were to, if our democracy, if Trump were to manage, which I find ridiculous and kind of stupid. Right, to, right. But if he were to destroy a democracy, democracies have been destroyed before. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Like the Greeks, everybody dies. The Greeks, the Romans, yeah, yeah the Aztecs. All, I mean, right. you know, yep. it's like it's like yeah. it's a blip. Every empire crumbles. This is a blip, yeah. and once you recognize that, you can either go, none of it matters. Let's let's none of it matters. Let's just burn the whole fucking thing down, or yeah. I'm just gonna lay and be hedonistic and smoke pot and do nothing. Because once you get past your fear, anything is possible. Yeah. you can jump out of a but plane. You can bungee jump. On you the can, flip side, yeah, on the flip get married, side, whatever. Yeah, on the flip side, and this is where I live, is I think because none of it seems to matter. It all matters. Not in a God or a Jesus way. Not in a karma way. Not in any bullshit. Is that. And I don't think I have a purpose. And I think I've gone beyond, because I, I remember like hearing you say, like, I want to live until I'm, I've done what I'm here to do. I grew up with a mother that told me I was special, that I was saved by God. Really? I, you've heard that story where I had the spinal meningitis. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. spinal meningitis when I was five. They said that I was supposed to die. I mean, yeah. it was like 98% chance I was fucking the grave. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And my mother, before she was religious, said that I was saved by the universe. Later on, my Irish mother became a Protestant, and then I was saved by Jesus. Whatever you want to say. Yeah. That's a lot of heady shit to lay on a kid. Yeah. But uh, I was special. 
And it took me a long time, not that I, and I don't blame my mom, but it took me a long time to kind of realize that I'm not. And that didn't mean I'm not worthy or I'm not important or I don't have right. some sort of value, mm-hmm. but I'm not special. I yeah, don't see, have I mean, a thing to do. And so that means, and what I love about it, I'm very optimistic because when I look back on my life, none of it is about the things that I did. It's about the the experiences that I right compiled. It's right. you know, and my memory is good. when I die. Maybe you believe you know. Some people believe there's an afterlife, whatever. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Whatever it your doesn't memories make any are, difference. They, whether you if I if I just go off not. of the ether, I think it's safe. This is the safe bet. The safe bet is to believe that the day I die, it's all gone. It's it's a hard drive wiped clear. Well, that's part of why. We write yeah. because you're putting that shit down. That's why there. you keep the stuff in the box. And, and ultimately, whatever I write, if it's discovered and I suddenly become Henry mm-hmm. Darger of, <laughs> of the fucking internet, far out. But, you know, but. Uh, uh, I don't know why I'm finding that as funny <laughs> as I am. That's just, but, you know, it connects to the hoarding thing um, yeah. and, the, and the dead turtles. Right. But, you right. know, it's, but, but, you know, if that's the case, well, the thing, I won't know. So it doesn't matter. This is the thing that I find. But I most, hold on. I just want to, yeah. and then I'll, yeah. is my, my ultimate perspective is I'm incredibly optimistic. Yeah. And to me, why I recognize the tsunami that's coming, the apocalypse, the end of the world, the end of my world, the futile, the pointlessness of everything I do. And you're not talking about like these times are ending. No, talking, I'm talking about humanity. one day we're all gonna die. There yeah. was a guy just like Don Hall. I mean, just like me. Yeah. In 1770, mm-hmm. who started a pamphlet, who was artistic, who liked to throw parties. There was that guy. And he died, and nobody today gives a fuck that he lived. Nothing he did made any impact on where we're at right now. It sounds like you're describing Benjamin Franklin. Okay, maybe so. So, yeah, or, he had a pretty big fucking impact. Or He was our first president, this, the, don't you know? This is what I'm saying. Or it's Ben Franklin, but there was probably no. a guy, <laughs> probably a guy like, named oh. Bill. There was probably a guy named Bill, and, uh, you know, he probably had good hair and looked younger than he was, and, you know, and yeah, talked right. a lot, just like me, who we don't know about because it didn't matter. Yeah. And the question is, does because it doesn't ultimately matter, does that mean you don't do it? And I am of the mindset that I'm just optimistic. Not not to believe that it will matter. I recognize that it won't. But it matters to you. You do it to I'm, spend the time. I'm totally fine with everything I do never surviving past my lifetime. I don't need a legacy. So here's, here's the I'm interesting okay. thing. I'm okay. I still want to do it because I like to do it. And ultimately, what's my purpose? To learn, to grow, to be better, to be nicer, mm-hmm. to affect people. And it goes back to something Shannon Case, and I don't know if you know Shannon. Um, no. He is a, a podcast called Home, or what's it called? Oh, fuck. It'll be in the show notes. I can't remember what his podcast is. But it's been that long since I've listened to yeah. it. But... Um, he's a great guy and he's a storyteller. And one of the things he said is, I've decided when we were on a train trip going to a storytelling thing, so I've decided that I'm no longer interested in being successful. I just like to be significant. Now, recognizing that okay. nothing I do is going to be significant, it still means something to Does he become successful? Try. Does he have money he can rest on? I don't know. Because that makes it a little bit easier. Well, it does make it easier, but the fact is, none of that matters. 
The money is going to go. You die, it's gone. You don't get any benefit no, from it. Not necessarily, because if you have money and you bequeath it to an organization, you know, that saves saves know, children, then saves that can children that are going to die anyway. I mean, okay, okay, again, you're going to the nihilism. I mean, that's no, extreme I'm saying, nihilism. No, well, no, it's, it's not nihilism. Nihilism is I don't give a fuck. I'm not saying don't give a fuck. Recognize the reality that none of this matters. Unless that money that was bequeathed to that organization that saved that orphanage of sick children, one of those kids becomes the kid who becomes the person who is able to build another world on another planet mm-hmm. and transfer transports all the the earthlings to this new place and saves the earth. You know, like that's that's an impact. You think that he's going to do that on his own? Well, no, but I mean, if it's, I mean, he's going to have to work with other people. So, so my but, question is, how many people, how many people, this, how many of those slaves that built the pyramids do you remember? None. Zero. Yeah. Why? Because they well, were just well, drones working yeah. for, and we don't even remember the names of the guys that built that, like designed them. Right. They just were designed. Sure somebody does. The you thing that don't. lasted was the creation, not the people that created it. None of the rest of us matter. It's the thing you create that matters, not the people. Except that. That's so hard to. Yeah, I know. I can see you struggling with that. If we use Ben Franklin, Ben Franklin's dead. Yeah, and Ben Franklin doesn't fucking matter. Yet in Pennsylvania or in Philadelphia, there is he. He matters so much. What he did and what he left behind. Five hundred years from now, if America fails because Donald Trump destroyed it, will anybody ever even know the name? Yes. How How do you know that? Because we have electricity, or in 500 years we had electricity, and that mattered. So, but in 500 years, what? maybe we don't have electricity for 300 years of it. Maybe we've destroyed the planet so badly that while we weren't, because I don't think we're, I'm not so arrogant to think that we're going to destroy the planet. I think we're going to cripple ourselves. And the planet's going to say fuck off and turn us off. Yeah, but the people do matter because why do Ben they? Franklin did what he did. <clears throat> So, okay, so what Ben Franklin did matter. Let's just take electricity. The, the fucking printing press, right? Or the, the newspaper, rather. You, the, the old, what is it? The Richard's Almanac, right? Mm-hmm. All that stuff matters. And it affected <coughs> millions of lives and continues to do so. Poor Richard's Almanac. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Unconstitutional. Um, <laughs> just got to recite them. Got to recite them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Ben Franklin was able to create those things because of who he was and the experiences that he had. And what the man that he became is paramount to what he did. But well, do you and think what he left behind? Do you because think he, he cared about anybody that? else for any other reason? This thing, and, and I don't know anything about Ben Franklin. I mean, I, I know I'm going to write about. I have no idea. I didn't know Ben Franklin personally, so I don't know what his fucking. Personal the only thing I know about was. Ben Franklin's personal opinions on things is that he enjoyed French whores. Well, well, I love. So I love parties. The thing is, I love. I've read lots about Ben Franklin. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt's never one of those guys I just love and yeah. can read anything about. Um, but I think it's interesting because I don't know. I don't know the guy personally. So the question is, did he do it so that he could become Ben Franklin? Or did he just do it because this is the shit that he was born to do and he liked doing it? I don't think that matters. Oh, I think it does matter. What matters is that we remember him because of the impact that the he thing left. Is, on, I don't think our, our remembrance matters because you're going to die and everything you remember means nothing because you're dead. But Katie remembers him. And she'll die and too. And my kid is going to And he's going to die too. 
But everybody will keep remembering Ben Franklin because it's going to continue to so be it's taught just a, and we're going to... So basically it's a cycle of the ants that remember the one grain of sand they carried to the thing? That's ridiculous. Yeah, yes, that, but that's what it is. So, that's why we know who fucking Aristotle was. So, but this is the thing. Is I, 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 that's I, the I, only reason. Or Jesus, for that matter. But we don't remember Jesus. Point, we made him up. He well, was a yes. real guy okay, true. that inspired an entire... Well, and there's also no physical evidence that he ever existed. Eh, I think he did. I, I don't care what you think. There's no physical evidence that he existed. There actually is physical evidence. There's a missing body. It's a missing persons case. What, what physical Shroud evidence? Shroud Oh, come on. They've not been able to prove that that's actually... Because it left it... Because well, he stained I, it with his dirty yeah, face? Yeah, but, you Shut know, come on. Up. Shroud of Turin. Uh, no. Okay, come on. No. David Blaine, come on. That's That doesn't help at all. <laughs> that doesn't help at all. Well, fuck, come on, Bugs Bunny. Like, let's just start throwing out idiots. I mean, Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. This is... this is but It's all is, pointless. But it... What they did matters because it affects what we do next. But, but what does do we, what we do next mean? Why, why is that important? We'll have to find out. This is and we'll that's see what and that's the what is, the right side of history. I don't think any this and again and I know I'm making not up maybe perhaps I'm not making a very good case but I really do think that there is a freedom in recognizing that none of it matters that none of what we do matters. I think what's more and then, important because, though is not that it easy, doesn't matter that it all ends. Well, I mean, but it ends and because impact, it ends it doesn't matter. I mean that that. If it ends, it doesn't matter. If there's nobody to remember it, it doesn't matter. If we blow the planet up, nothing we did up to this point, Jesus, Ben Franklin, fucking Martin Luther King, the goddamn Tesla, none of it matters. We blow unless, this planet It never meant anything. that kid that you saved because of the money you bequeathed to that orphanage, to the sick kids, transfers Earth into a new planet, so, and then they can continue so to tell really the story the only, of first Earth. So what you're saying is the then only reason any of this matters is if we continue to procreate and proliferate our existence? I don't want to encourage having kids because I think it's a terrible idea, sense. but it's still, yeah. So I mean, this, look. What a terrible Look, you've got, thought. Right, here's the thing. This is what I'm, one of the things that I, that I admire most about you and that I think is most interesting about you is that you are an optimist. Yeah. But you've got quotes tattooed on your arms. I do. From the off the top of my head, three, three writers: David Foster Wallace. Yep. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Yep. Jack Kerouac. Yep. Those are the ones you can see three right now. <laughs> troubled writers. Yep. Depressed. Yep. Who took their own lives? Uh huh. I mean, Kerouac didn't blow his he brains out, but he drank brain himself. He to drank death, himself. And to we death, all know yeah. it. Yeah. So one. These were not optimists. No. Even though they wrote really optimistic things, maybe okay. not Foster Wallace's. I was going to say Foster Wallace, not yeah. so much optimism. But yeah. Thompson had his moments where he was yeah, like, he we had can his do optimism. Better kind of. And yeah. Kerouac certainly it was all had, about yeah, sort of like the, living the life and doing the best you living can in the and, moment, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so there's that, which I don't want to say it runs contradictory to your optimism, no, but it's, it's it's an interesting relationship. But for things that don't matter. And for men, men, humans, sure, human that beings. don't matter, yeah. to get something that they said that may have been, the life is water, we are, what is it, we are water? Um, this is water. This is water. This is water. That could have, he could have shit that out on the fucking toilet. It's like, uh -huh. nah, it's, like he's flushing the toilet. Yeah. He's like, you know what? We're all just water going down the fucking We're tank turds. with the shit. And that's not And that's untrue. the thing that stuck with you but the that thing sticks is, with millions of this, others. This, this, this is so, the, 
I love my it's no. A see, contradictory. I, see, you're finding contradiction. It, what I'm finding is, complica- is the complication of of humanity. This is the complication oh, that man. I'm going with. Is is that I'm still an optimist, and that but this thing, optimism, in the absence of the acknowledgement that none of it matters, is some weak ass shit. Optimism in the face of annihilation is brilliant. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing to do this week is <laughs> I want you to eat at Nick's on North. That's like, uh, like what is that? That's like Milwaukee and North Avenue, right? It's right down the street from where we are right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's just, it's your typical Chicago Euro burger They're hot great. dog yeah. joint. Yeah, it's not, it's not a Red Hot's place, mm. but Nick's on North, I ate there tonight. And it is the second best, maybe. Whoa. Maybe the first best gyro. Oh, so I don't like this, gyros. That I've ever yeah. had gyros in the city. scare the shit out of me because I don't know what they're made of. Well, they're made of lamb. Well, I don't like lamb, so there you go. All right. Okay, so they shouldn't scare you. Is that a fear that you wish you could get over as gyros? No, it's just something I never wanted because I never <laughs> oh. know what a gyro was. I would say that the I first best. I just knew best... it was like, all I knew it was a giant like piece of like meat-like looking substance that they would shave. The as optics it spun. of it are bad. Yeah, it's a terrible. The I optics like, are bad. Yeah, I, I really you. don't want to eat that. That yeah, looks terrible. Oh, man. That's lamb? Yeah. What do the fuck do they do with it? How do they make it look like a giant spindle? I they, have no idea. That's awful. Yeah, it's it is weird. But it looked way better weird. if it looked like lamb. Just, I, mean, I don't just, like, like lamb. They just but stuck a metal thing through a lamb. something just like a lamb chopper. I just it's mm. just like this pressed meat. I don't get it. But I'm oh. gonna say it. Eat eat it next. Get the euro there. And I I don't. I'm gonna have to go back to my number one right now. Is still Arts Drive-In, okay. also on North Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't a drive-in. It's not a drive-in <laughs> actually. Yeah. I need to compare because holy shit, this thing. Oh yeah. So. Nick's on North. All right. My first thing is a watch. It's on Netflix. It was developed from a podcast and made into a episodic Netflix television show starring Julia Roberts, mm. Homecoming. It's on Amazon. Is it? Oh, it it's is on, on Amazon. You it's are correct. Yep. It is on Amazon. In, In her first TV role. You, uh, all I know is yeah. I, that with notwithstanding, first of all, yeah. what I liked about it was it's really... Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It, it, what it reminds me of more than anything else is like, it's like non-idiosyncratic mammoth. <laughs> in okay. that, in that it is, it is, is a, well, I mean, because it's developed from a podcast, it's a series of conversations. There's not a lot of action going on. It's a series of very heady conversations that lead you to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like conversation, but it's not the, I, it, it, yeah. I'm David. Yeah. What? I, that kind of bullshit. It's yeah. just talking. It's just people talking. Don't call but, Mamet bullshit. Mamet's I, got his pussy. I love Mamet. Mamet's great. Yeah. Mamet today's a dick. Yeah. But, but I love, no, yeah. I love Mamet. Okay. I, I just, it's just not that idiosyncratic yeah, it's, yeah. thing. It's like that. But what I love about it is it's just people talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did serve to remind me that Julia Roberts, you know, you, you know, you can go Ocean 11 and 13 and all that. She's <laughs> fucking good. Yeah. She is a really superior actor. So this is Notting Hill Julia Roberts. No, it's way better than that. <laughs> Hook Julia Roberts. This is Hook or Steel Magnolias. Yeah, sure. sure. No, what she's was that re- pizza movie she was in? The- Mystic Pizza. Mystic that pizza. was the first movie she was ever in was Mystic Pizza. No, she's really good in it. It's really excellent. And it's very interesting and it, it, it's almost Black Mirror-like. Okay. So I recommend Homecoming on Amazon Prime. Thank you. Not okay. Netflix. So my next thing is also a watch. Uh... Not nearly as heady, 
But it's a watch with a do. I want you to take some point this week, find someone special, <laughs> snuggle up on the couch or in the bed, whatever, get your iPad out. Do, 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 and I want you to watch do, 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 a Hallmark Christmas do, movie do, 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 and do, just enjoy do, 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 the schlock. Oh, yeah. Soak it up. It's it just if you want to feel good about yourself just for an hour and a half or at least hours, superior is, to the people that wrote it even then if you just <laughs> let it go like if you want like optimism yeah even though it's absolute clearly fucking bullshit there's a thousand things wrong with the story it's, it's, and everything that's not the optimism i subscribe oh, to oh yeah. god it's just it's, oh, just it's delicious cheesy. it's like yeah. it's like it's like a triscuit with a bunch of easy cheese on it and a quick side note a fun game and to glitter. play when watching these is to pick out which actor because all the like the women, most of the, the the lead actors are women. Yeah, it's Candace Cameron Bure, it's Lacey Chabert. What? Candace Cameron Bure. I don't know who any of these people. Candace are. Cameron was in Full House. She was she's I, Kirk I Cameron's younger sister. I never oh, watched Full House. I'm on. sorry, I wasn't Come a on. '90s kid. All right. I was an adult in the fucking '90s. All right. I didn't watch man. Full House. Well, you're missing out. Yeah, apparently so. So, also Lori Laughlin from the movie Rad. I remember Lori Laughlin. Was she? No, she was the the brunette. Yeah, in she was Full in Full House. House. Yeah, I know. I She's know, like one of Hallmark Channel's. Okay, I know who she is, but uh, yeah. But all of the men, they're like off, off <laughs> Broadway versions of main actor of like Hollywood actors. Yeah. Like, so it's like, oh, there's there's the Pierce Brosnan. There's, yeah, there's the cheap Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> and you know that their agents are like, he's an affordable Pierce Brosnan. Here's an affordable Hugh Jackman. It's fucking amazing. That's awesome. Just, yeah. All sorry, right, there you go. Hallmark. I have a my my second is a watch, and it is in. Complete contrast with what you would like them to watch. It's the holiday season. It is. It's time for holiday films. I want you to watch a gym from 1984. Gremlins. Yeah. It is a brilliant Christmas movie. Yeah. Zach Galligan. It is, it is, it is, it's fucking gremlins. There's moral lessons in it. Magway. Yeah. Magway. I'm telling you. I still have. It's genius. A original 1984, I think oh, Hasbro put it out. Awesome. The Gizmo. The toy, Gizmo the or the Stripe? Toy. Gizmo. Okay, you get, see, that's, a, it's so funny that you got Gizmo, I had Stripe. Yeah. That's so funny. Yep. That's so funny, yes. Yeah. Watch Gremlins. It's a great Christmas movie, and that's what you should do in December is watch Christmas movies and read Christmas shit. Sure, yep. there you go. So my last thing to do this week is um, I want you to pick up a a nerd's rope <laughs> and then sit down with a book called The Last DJ. Yes, you ab- read I'm, The Last DJ. Eat I'm going to stop rope. you because you trumpeting your own shit <laughs> is is awful and wonderful at the same time. As as you eat a nerd rope, mm-hmm. um, which is not a euphemism for a, a blowjob, um, but it could be. But I have read the last DJ, and I I highly highly recommend it. It's it, well, the thing about it is is it's just well written. It's a fun read, and it's fast. It's a fast read. It's short. It, but, well, okay, <laughs> but, see, yeah. he says short. I say fast yeah. read. But it's very entertaining. And it's super interesting, and there's lots to think about. And if you're like me, you then go. Even though I know the author and I could ask him all the questions, I just go online and I Google all the shit I want to know about that I didn't know mm-hmm. about based on it, which is more fun for me yeah. than asking David, hey, what happened to this? <laughs> hey, tell me more about that guy. And was that really the truth? Mm-hmm. Fuck off. I'm going to research it because that's just more fun. Yeah. All right. And that was your third. Mm-hmm. My third is um, 
it's holidays. I want you to listen to a podcast. Okay. There's only 15 episodes. The 15th just dropped. It is the Bug House podcast. Um, this last Bug House 15 was really good, really fun. David was the host. David and Brian Sweeney uh, argue populism and liberalism. The brilliant Carrie Caster mm-hmm. and Sarah Jean Robinson argued whether or not the if, if the women or if female future are men obsolete. But I really went, I don't give a shit if you listen to me arguing that Jesus is the best spouse. You need to hear Bill Gorgo argue that Santa is the best spokesperson for Christmas because Bill Gorgo is fucking brilliant. Yeah, he is. And um, so I, I highly recommend that you go to, you can go to literate.com or our podcast. You could go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to Overcast. Anywhere you Bug get House, your podcast. Anywhere you get podcasts. Bug House, number 15. I, I really highly recommend it. And that's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review us and tell your friends about it and all that typical stock footage stuff. Sure. Talk to you next week. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. 